Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectibet and as usual I'm joined by Greg Browning. How's things Greg? Good evening, yes, I'm good, thank you. You alright? I'm good, thanks. Uh, how's your week been? been not too bad. Um, Belgium goals on Monday as always. As always, Long Island delivering the goods. They did actually, yes, two all. And I think there was loads of goals actually, most of the games in uh, Belgium. Definitely want to keep an eye on. And tonight it was all about the Edinburgh Derby. Yeah. So it wasn't looking great at half time at 0 0. But um, Hearts have refound their love for football, I think. And they've just hit a 3 1 hammering to Hibs. So that was good for anyone on the bet builder. And yeah. that I posted up uh, last night. I think there was 11 corners, five bookings, and four goals. So, a bit of a nightmare for the bookies, Joey, on the, on the old bet builder. So, that was good. Yeah, yeah just short of a red card, I think. <laughs> the yeah, I know. That half. Uh, so, we're we back on the Stendhal train at Tynecastle, are we? Um, yes, but that's down to more the fact they're playing Motherwell on Saturday, um, who are in horrendous form. Yeah, we'll, so I think we'll touch upon them later, I think, won't we? Point to that shortly, yep. Uh, so, before we get started at this point, we always kind of recap on last week's tips from the podcast and. You stated it was your biggest bet of the year, uh, and fortunately it won. I think we had two tips in the, the Queen's Park game. Yeah, I really played for that one, so it's not often I'll overstate a bet. It's usually the rap and that's it, but really, really fancied Queen's Park to beat Aaron um, for the reasons stated last week. So they won um, 2 0 quite comfortably. So 2 0 uh, full time, and that landed Queen's Park to win on the nap at 10 to 11. Interestingly, they went off at 19 to 20. Mm. Uh, which I noticed they went out to three to four. Yeah. Then some silly Adam punter must have backed Aaron to win. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think the over two over one point five Queens Park goals landed as well. So no really pleased with that. Yeah, because we thought that price was going to shorten, didn't we? Um, as the week went on, but then I don't know how much Queens Park they drew now now we're breaking in the Wednesday night. I think that might have affected some confidence in Queens Park on Saturday, but. Um, it was too late for us. We already had our bets on, and the podcast was out there. So, just pleased to see that one winning. Yeah, not even a sweat. I think it was two 0 after about half an hour. I think. Yeah, quite early. So it was just a case of sitting there waiting for full time. Yeah, um, another two games fell by the wayside due to the weather, which seems to be a recurring theme. I think as a curse in the, the podcast for some of the games that we spent some time analysing, um, and we were unlucky with the Burton Peterborough one, which we had at over two and a half goals, but finished one one. Yeah, I think the weather has played havoc, I think, across, well, certainly Scotland anyway, over the whole month of February, and even the English games. What it does mean, though, it does mean we've got some great midweek games coming up. Yeah, there'll be a backlog of games, I suppose, so there's still plenty of games to get played as the, the weather gets better, hopefully, as we head on into uh, springtime. Yeah, so last week wasn't too bad, um, but we'll go again this week. Uh, before we get started, just a wee word on our partners, Who Knows Wins. Well done to Tom Clark and Lena for winning last week's uh, Who Knows Wins competition. Only six correct out of the 15, but that was enough to take the top prize. Yeah, really good. I think I got three this week, I think. Must do better. <laughs> well, it's probably an indication of how hard it was to get a line-up at the weekend when, you know, only six correct are... It's finishing top of the table in the competition. Yeah, and I think the other uh, competitions on on the app were quite low, low scorers as well. Uh-huh. I know it's the uh, under the cosh one that obviously gets quite a lot of traffic on that one. Yeah, I think two of the boys won was it fifteen hundred pound? Nice uh, between the each out of the pot. Um, 
I think there was over three or four hundred people playing that one. So yeah, worth keeping an eye out for. Yeah, but we've set up our own competition, so you can come and have a go at competing against us this weekend. Um, we'll post a link on this week's for this week's competition on our Twitter feed at Gambler Tips. If you've not already downloaded the Who Knows Wins app, then you can get it on the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store. Um, and then you can set up your own leagues uh, to play against your mates. And of course, you can join in on our league every week. So make sure you get involved in that. I think you're due a decent week, are you not? Uh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> uh, so first tip of the week. And we're going to go back to Queen's Park again after they delivered the goods last weekend. Yeah, so Queen's Park, I think I said last week, they will finish third in this league. They're currently sitting third at the moment now, after last weekend's win. So it's a kind of perfect storm here. Their weight is Tenhouse Muir now. Tenhouse Muir are sitting eighth in the league. And I think there's 12 points between the sides. But when you look at uh, Tenhouse Muir's record at home, it's just brutal. It's absolutely dire. They've won one of their last 10 home games. Um, they've conceded two or more goals now in nine of those 10 home games. And I think looking across the season, out of their 14 home games, they've conceded two or more goals now in 12 of them. So teams like Brecon, Annan, Albion Rovers have all gone to um, Sterry and scored at least two goals. Yeah. So I think from a Stenhouse-Muir perspective, they played tonight, obviously, and they drew 0-0 at home to Still and Albion. Which, to be fair, isn't a bad result. I think Still and Albion, away from home, have been fantastic in um, the last few months. Yeah, so it's probably not a bad point for them. them. Yeah, yeah. But, I think, sorry, also Stenhouse-Muir, just to kind of back up your point, they've got the worst uh, goals conceded total at home in the league as well. So They do. They've conceded 29 goals now in their 14 games, you can't continue conceding two goals every home game. And that's probably why they are third bottom and in the relegation places, really. So, Queen's Park come here, obviously, after last week's result. Now, obviously, I spoke highly of Queen's Park last week, just in terms of Ray McKinnon's start to his tenure at Queen's Park. So, he was only appointed at the start of, what, January? First of January, I think it was, something like that. Since then, though, in the league, it's been tremendous. Uh, nine matches, six wins, two draws, and just that one defeat which came away to Cove. Again, which we said there's no shame in that, as I don't think anyone's gone to Cove and left for the positive result. Yeah. Uh, I guess personnel-wise as well, um, I'll just quickly recap on some of the stuff from last week, obviously. I think they've sent seven or eight players, but those players have all come in from a higher level. These are players that have played hundreds of games in the Championship and down in England, so mainly Craig Slater. Peter Grant and Ryan McLean and I think um, Ryan McLean scored on Saturday um, set up by Peter Grant so they've got a really experienced side Queen's Park and these are boys that probably should be playing at a higher level Yeah I mean they're obviously taking advantage of the fact that Queen's Park are now a professional club um, when they've been amateur so Queen's Park are now going to attract some of these guys um, and I believe they're well funded by a prominent Glasgow businessman um, who's putting some money into the club so yeah the only way is up for Queen's Park and certainly so far uh, Ray McKinnon seems to be delivering on the park Yeah they seem like a, a kind of cool the second don't they yeah. if, if you've got that financial backing because let's be honest some of the players that they've got shouldn't be at Queen's Park mm-hmm. and that's no disrespect to Queen's Park but they've obviously got a bit of money behind them and through Ray McKinnon's contacts probably they managed to get boys in and what a difference it's made I think yeah. obviously to get six wins in, out of nine since the start of the year is tremendous. 
And as a club, it would be great to see them, you know, achieve some level of success on the park because they've often been the poor relation when it comes to <laughs> football in Glasgow. Um, you know, but they've contributed a huge amount to the Scottish game throughout its history. So it'd be great to see them enjoy some success as a professional club. Um, so yeah, it's good to see, good to see progress being made there at, at Hamden. Yeah, I totally agree. I think they've been in the second division as long as I can remember. I think my whole life they've probably been sat in the second division. Um, I noticed they're crowd-wise, though, there was 800 fans at the game on, on Saturday. Ah, they've got a great social club. Which, for people that don't <laughs> understand Scottish crowds at home in that league, it's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty, not much, you know, in the, the vast stadium that is Hamden Park, but <laughs> um, still 800 is pretty good going at that level. Yeah, and so far this season, obviously, Queen's Park have played Stenny three times this season. Um, a one all draw, a 2-1 win and Queen's Park won to stay 3-0 um, the last time they visited Oakleview. So I think it all bodes well. Looking at the prices for this match, Queen's Park are 6-4. Yeah, I couldn't which, believe that when you said that. massive. Yeah. Really, really big price. Wasn't expecting that at all. Mm. Um, I, I guess for two reasons. One, Queen's Park are flying and Stennis Muir aren't. <laughs> Stennis Muir are really, really toiling. So 6-4 with Betway for Queen's Park to win. And you can get Queen's Park to score two or more goals again, which I think is a really big price of five to four to score two or more. And that's yeah. a bit thesis five. Yeah, I mean, Queen's Park haven't been prolific in this little run that they've been putting together, but I think it's got to be worth a shot based on Stenhouse Muir's poor defensive record at home, hasn't it? Yeah, I think Queen's Park's form obviously stands up. And like you say, they haven't been hammering teams, but okay at home, I think they've won four, four out of five at home. But I think away from home, Momentum-wise, they're now third in the league. I'm pretty certain they'll consolidate that and they'll have the playoffs to look forward to. Um, and they'll probably look to see how close they can get to Edinburgh City and Cove. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think they're a good 15, 16 points ahead of them. But I think for them, it'll be just continuing to improve and probably just cementing that third top spot until yeah. the playoffs. OK, so what's the bets here then? Is it a Queen's Park win at 64? Yeah, I'm going to go for both of them. So the map's going to be Queen's Park to score two or more. Mm-hmm. At five to four, and that's with bet three six five. Okay, and I'm also taking Queens Park to win the match at a very big six to four, and that's with Betway. Good, good. Okay, so we've just finished. Well, I've finished watching Hearts demolish Hibs really at Easter Road, um, and that was off the back of obviously a very good win against Rangers in the Scottish Cup at the weekend. They play Motherwell on Saturday, and I was really surprised to see Motherwell's form when we started to have a look at this game. Not one and eight. Um, and I guess Tynecastle isn't somewhere that you, you want to go on Saturday No, I think the problem with Hearts over the last couple of seasons has been that Tynecastle hasn't been a fortress mm. Too many sides have gone to Hearts and won um, St Johnson being one of those sides, thank you <laughs> um, But I think tonight, I, I want to wait to see how that game went tonight against Hibs I think most people fancy Hibs to win tonight um, Hibs have been flying, scoring lots of goals but also conceding goals but with yeah. Hearts coming into that game, obviously off the back of a really good uh, victory in the Scottish Cup against Rangers, it's a, it's a derby match that it could go anyway. It is, but it's really hard to place any trust in Hearts at the moment. It seems to be, you know, kind of one step forward, two steps back. But tonight, I think that's the first first time God knows how long they've actually strung two wins together. I know we spoke about this pre-podcast. Eh, for, for Hearts to go and win three games in a row, is a, you couldn't trust them to do that. But I do like the look of Hearts home to Motherwell on on Saturday and there's a couple of reasons why so I think as you kind of called out at the start of this conversation about Motherwell 
eight games now without a win. Now, Motherwell are sitting third in the league, yeah. and they haven't won a game in eight, which is probably testament to how poor um, the league's been this season. And yeah. when I say poor, I mean, obviously Rangers and Celtic are miles ahead of everyone else. But other than that, I don't think there's many clubs that can be happy where they are in, this, in the league this season so far. Well, looking at Motherwell's record, I mean, they're third in the table and they've lost 12 out of 28 games. I'll give you a fact. They've lost as many games as St Johnston have. St Johnston have only lost nine. Nine, there you go, the less, less. The fact that we've drawn so many games. Yeah. They've obviously turned a lot of those draws into wins. Yeah. And don't, don't get me wrong, they're sitting there third in merit. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, they had a great start to the season, but as I say, I was really surprised to see how much they've fallen away in recent weeks and months. And to be honest, they've not really had that harder on a fixtures. I think I think St Mirren might have actually killed them. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at their fixtures, I think I said to you, they've played Livingston, St Mirren, Hamilton and St Johnston. Yeah. So it's not as if they've gone on a big, a long losing streak and they've played Celtic and Rangers and maybe Aberdeen. Yeah. They've had quite an easy set of fixtures. Um, and they've still managed to pick up just a couple of draws out of those games. Yeah, I so, mean, certain, certainly games they would expect to be winning themselves. Yeah, they'll definitely have those games marked out for for, for a Motherwell win. I think Motherwell, though, Motherwell do this every single season. They go on a long, long, barren run, just picking up a couple of draws and lots of defeats. So they won't fancy going to Tynecastle on Saturday. Um, they would have much rather Hibs got a positive result, get the fans in their back, because I think Tynecastle are going to be quite a poisonous place, especially when the home side aren't performing well. Yeah. So market-wise, I just feel Hearts, I'm not saying the Stendhal bounce is now starting, <laughs> but I do think... So two, it would be the third, third dawn. Time, the, the, yeah. third, the, third, <laughs> the third bounce. I do think, though, two back-to-back wins against Rangers and uh, Hibs, two really positive results. They can only take heart from that. Uh, in terms of the league status. So they've obviously moved above Hamilton now, Hearts, and they're only three points behind um, St Mirren. So St Mirren plays St Johnson tomorrow night, so again, another massive night for St Mirren tomorrow night with Hearts winning. Now, market-wise, I don't think Hearts will lose this game. And if you're brave, you can take Hearts to win this match at 21-20. I wouldn't talk him out of that. I'm going to play it a little bit safer and take Hearts double chance and there would be two goals in the match, and that piece four to five with bet three six five. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, obviously Hearts have scored three tonight, and Stephen Naismith was on the bench, but they certainly looked much more of a threat going forward than they have done in quite a while. And if Motherwell, I suppose my, my thought on Motherwell is they're always good for a goal, and they, although they've not, you know, won many games and picked up many points, they've still managed to score score goals. Yeah, they're not, a ba- they're not a bad side overnight, Motherwell, and I'm pretty certain they'll cause Hearts problems. But I just think Tynecastle will be a much happier place on Saturday. Um, a bit of confidence behind the team, and I think they can get a positive result. I do think Hearts will win the match, but I'm just going to take Hearts double chance and two match goals. A bit like the Hamilton game. that We did that bet for this match as well, yeah. for that yeah. match, sorry. And that was obviously finished 2 all. So I don't think Hearts can be fully trusted yet. And that's why I'm going to play it a little bit safe yeah. and go for a double chance and two match goals. Better to have the draw on your side. OK, so that pays four to five, and I presume that's on a bet builder at Bet365. That's a bet builder at Bet365, yeah. OK. Um, you just wanted to touch on, you were very close to tipping Morton this week yeah, as well. Yeah, so Morton have probably been the form team, I think, over the last month or so in the Championship. Absolutely flying, scoring lots of goals. 
they travelled up to Inverness tonight and lost a late goal to lose 3-2. Put me off a little bit, mainly because Arbroath haven't played many games. So Arbroath, I think, played two games in the whole month of February. Lots of games postponed. Um, Arbroath are having a great season. It's ridiculous how well Arbroath are doing. They're part-time on a fraction of the budget that most of the clubs in that league are on. And Dick Campbell's done a great job there. So they're in the mix for the playoffs. So really tough game to call. Morton, I think, are just a shade above evens. And I was interested in that. But I think with them playing tonight and losing, I kind of changed my mind tonight and opted for the, the Hearts bet instead. But again, I, I wouldn't be put off by people backing um, Morton Saturday. And also in that league, um, we touched on Dundee United on the last podcast. They've chucked and... it. They've absolutely <laughs> chucked it. Don't back Dundee United now, between now and the end of the season. They've yeah. absolutely <laughs> chucked the league. <laughs> we did say that, didn't we? So it was another 0-0 draw tonight. Yeah, way to hear. Um, disappointing for Dundee United. Not, not in a great run of form at the moment. 1-1-6. They've failed to score in four of those six matches. Lorne Shacklin's going to hide in. Yeah. Um, probably a bit of unrest really between Dundee United fans obviously for most of us the, the league's over I think they're what how many points now is it 17 16 points ahead still uh, give me a sec I think they were yeah it's back down to 16 after 10 16 yeah. and I think Inverness well, got, two, Inverness games got in hand. two games in hand so, so you're talking what 10, 10 points between them yeah, the league's over. So it's not often you get a team getting promoted who've got their fans on their back at the end of the season. But that's certainly the way it's going. I think obviously you want to go up promoted as champions and playing well at that time. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Obviously the hard work's been done. They've been terrific this season, Dungeon United. But it's been a pretty disappointing February for them, and it doesn't seem to be getting much better in March. Yeah, I think the fans would just expect to finish the season with a bit of a, a flourish. And do you know what? That might come. It might just be, you know, a wee bit of a lull in the season. As you say, the hard work's been done. Maybe took their foot off the gas, but, you know, they might pick up again. But I think, as we said last week, the advice is not to touch the United at all, despite the fact that they're home to bottom of the table, Patrick Thistle on Saturday. Now, in that match, interestingly enough, Patrick Thistle drew 0-0 tonight against Queen of the South. Yeah. So I think Patrick Thistle still bottoms the league. Now, Patrick Thistle's home form is dire. I think they've only won once or twice at home this season. Twice, yeah. Twice. And that's why they're bottom of the league. But their home form has been a lot better. They've they're away for them, so. Patrick Thistle, yeah. Their away form has been good. They beat Dundee away. Beat, I mean, you, Dundee away. Anybody <laughs> can beat Dundee away these days. And they beat Inverness um, as well. So I think their away form is much, much better. I wouldn't be surprised to see Inverness score on Saturday. Patrick so, score. Patrick Thistle, sorry. I wouldn't be surprised to see them score against United on Saturday. Uh, so both teams to score could be a good shout for that match. Could be, but it's a no bet for us. Yeah, no bet for us. And just very briefly, we touched on Wraith and Falkirk last weekend as well, and the advice was not to back either of them, really. Yeah, I was really pleased for Wraith, because I, I pleaded, don't back me through much weight to Dumbarton. I've got a feeling, I can't describe the feeling, but just don't back Wraith through much weight to Dumbarton. I had a stinker looked all over it and it finished one note with Dumbarton. Soaking wet, soggy pitch, Rays Rovers top of the league, just a shade above evens. I think they were bang on even money, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dumbarton fighting for their lives, so best left alone. And obviously Falkirk got beat by Clyde. Yeah, so I can Nobody wants to win that league, do they? 
I could have suckered you in by asking you which one of Wraith and Falkirk you would back, so apologies for that, but your advice was to kind of just avoid both of them. Yeah, avoid both. I mean, even Airdrie got beat from Montrose, mm-hmm. so it's such a competitive league league one. In terms of picking yeah. winners, I would just try and avoid it. <laughs> yes, well, we're avoiding it this week anyway, so... OK, um, you wanted to have a wee look down south as well, just very briefly touch on Liverpool v Bournemouth at the weekend. Yeah, so obviously Liverpool lost again tonight. Um, I think that's three repeats in four for them. Yep. Now, they played West Ham, I think, was it last week? And yep. they won 3-2. Now, I was really interested in West Ham's corner count for that match, um, in terms of the corner market for West Ham. They were just a shade above even money to hit four or more corners, which I think is great value for a corners bet. In any for game. one team. In yeah. any game, yeah, to hit, to hit four corners. And those that follow me on the Mr Fixit website will, will know that I've done that bet now the last two Sundays um, for St Johnston playing against Celtic and Rangers. Um, I had St Johnston to hit four corners in both those games. And I think we landed six and seven yeah. in the two games just to hit four corners at even money. So they host Bournemouth on Saturday at half past 12. Now, Bournemouth aren't in any great shape at all, are they? They're not, and they're not in any better shape than West Ham were when they went. And also, I think, obviously, Liverpool got a massive game in midweek. Um, is it that midweek against Atletico? Must be, uh, yeah. At Anfield, so yeah. Jurgen Klopp will most certainly have an eye on that, given how much of a cushion he's got in the Premier League. Um, not to say that you know we expect Bournemouth to get a result, but maybe Bournemouth will have a, a greater share of the game than they ordinarily would if Klopp decides to rest one or two. Yeah, I think Bournemouth are probably 14-1. to 1. Um, in places I think I wouldn't be surprised to see them score to be honest with you just I think that Liverpool team at the moment other games have priority not this game but really interested to see though what price we can get for Bournemouth to hit three or four corners now Marcus aren't out at the moment which is a bit disappointing so it's probably a case of checking as the week goes on just to see when the corners market comes up mm-hmm. because I think we could probably get at least well, four corners anyway at above evens and if that's the case, I think, I think it's worth backing. Yeah, OK. So that's one to look out for later in the week. Uh, and before we wrap up, you just wanted to touch on League Two as well, where five out of the top six are at home. Yeah, so it's, it's really tight in League Two. Um, and it's usually a decent league for goals. Now, I back this most weeks, obviously, the, the total goals line in League Two. And it's usually there or thereabouts. Now, looking through the fixtures, Swindon, who lead, who lead the league, are at home. Crew are second, they're at home. Plymouth are third there at home, and Cheltenham and Northampton, who occupy fifth and sixth, are also at home. And they're all playing against sides who you'd expect them to beat, and you'd probably expect a good few goals in the game. So I think to have five of the top six all at home really bodes well for the total goals count on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now that'll probably be around about, I reckon, four to five or five to six for 31 plus goals from the 12 matches. So again, keep an eye out. Those markets will appear probably later on Friday afternoon. But I think with those games and those matches, it looks tied up for a, a nice 31-plus goals total. Yeah, I would just be wary about, I don't know what the weather's to be like, but um, certainly the last few weeks we've lost some games in League 2 and um, the lower reaches of English football. So, um, yeah, that might be something just to keep an eye out in the run-up to games because I believe that would make the bet void if one of the games was off. Yeah, the minute a, a bet's void in that league, they void, um, they void that bet completely. So, yeah, I would keep an eye out. What's the alternative then? I know you like the over one and a half. Yeah, so goals. I think as I said before, don't don't back 
the first half goals and over 1.5 on the Sky Bet special for two reasons. One, you can get better prices elsewhere. And secondly, if there is a game postponed, if you do it individually with another bookie, yeah. it only voids that one bet yeah. and not your full line. So I would, I would do that. Um, have a look at best price probably. I think you tend to get first half goals. and For, for a goal in the first half in that league for all 12 games, will probably be about 60 to 1. At least 60 to 1. And over 1.5 match goals, which is never far away to be fair, mm-hmm. will probably be around 20 to 1. So yeah. massive, massive odds. You don't have to put a lot of money on it, but I think it's worth backing. Yeah, and it's one of those bets that you kind of need to play the long game with. You know, you're not going to get it first week, second week or whatever, but yeah, you only need to take them up once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so can you just give us a wee recap on your tips for this weekend then? So, two bets from Scotland. So, Stenhouse Bear v Queen's Park, and I'm taking Queen's Park to score two or more at 5-4 to four with bet 3-6-5 and that Saturday's nap. And also taking Queen's Park to win that match at a massive, in my opinion, 6-4 to four with Betway. Then up to the Scottish Premiership, we've got Hearts at home to Motherwell, and I'm taking Hearts double chance, and there to be two goals in the match, and that's four to five with bet three six five. Okay, and in England, in England, um, keep an eye out for the Bournemouth total corners against Liverpool. I think there's real value to be had in that market, especially when you've got a team priced at fourteen to one. I think there's a case to be made that hitting four corners is realistic. Up opportunity for Bournemouth so keep an eye out it'll probably be around evens but keep an eye out as the week goes on and I would definitely back Bournemouth to hit at least four corners in that match and I guess finally into League 2 total goals um, probably 31 plus total goals needed in that league and that'll be 4-5 to five or 5-6 to six, and that'll be out on Skybet around Friday afternoon Yeah okay and again just a reminder uh, to follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84 Greg and he'll make sure that he posts up those uh, prices when they become available. I'm sure you'll be all over them Greg later in the week. Um, Okay so don't forget you can also follow us on Twitter at Gambler Tips and you can drop us an email with any tips or suggestions at hello at gambler.co.uk. I'll be back on Friday with Voice of Values. We look ahead to the last live race on ITV ahead of the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, Obviously we'll be covering the Cheltenham Festival uh, throughout the whole week and there's a, a second podcast by our racing team which is going to be available tomorrow so keep an eye out on our feed for that that's us for another week best of luck with your bets this week and thanks to Greg for his tips for the weekend no problems good luck cheers